Welcome to the program Dying to be Famous, a series about self-transformation and personal evolution despite and also using extreme life challenges and circumstances. I'm your host for the program, Robert Coleman. Episode 5, The Oasis. The Oasis represents a place of rest and contemplation. The first several episodes of this series were all about finding meaning in challenges, addressing difficult issues, confronting your emotions. Phew! It makes me tired, and I'm the guy that recorded them. So, this episode represents a pause point, a place to stop the movie for a moment and notice what is here. Pause points are necessary every now and then because otherwise we get so caught up in doing things that we might overlook when we're heading off the tracks, or even worse, we might fail to fully experience what is happening right now because we're so invested in an imaginary future that isn't here yet. In the spirit of this episode, in each segment, I will read one of my poems designed to reflect the subject of that segment. Segment 1, Feel Beautiful, considers self-acceptance at the most fundamental of levels. Segment 2, This Is Not The Time, contemplates what it is like to be in a new and perhaps unexpected reality. Segment 3, The Oasis explores both rest and regeneration. Here, then, is The Oasis. When I was first diagnosed with my life-threatening cancer, it seemed like people dropped out of the sky wanting to help me and give me advice. They sent me books, promoted their religious faiths to me, recommended that I change my diet, tried to get me to attend support groups, and even suggested that I practice dying effectively. It was like I became the ultimate self-help marketing opportunity. Now, these were kind, good people, many of whom I love and who love me. And I completely understand that when someone that you love is at the risk of dying, You'd step up and try and do anything you could think of that might help them. You'd look for books. You'd try and save them. You'd try and help them. That's just a natural human response. But what they couldn't see from the outside was that there were plenty of other people also standing in line to give me their advice and suggestions. I felt kind of like a beleaguered mall Santa with hundreds of kids waiting to get in my lap. Ho, 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 little girl. What do you want to tell Santa to do about his cancer? I could well understand why, at the end of the day, Santa would want a little nip of schnapps. You know, one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn is that it's 100% okay for me to be myself dealing with the things that I'm having to deal with. I know To outsiders, it must seem like there is a fundamental wrongness to me in my life. Otherwise, I wouldn't have cancer, would I? And you know, that would likely have been my own perspective if I were the outsider looking at someone else's life. 
But when I've checked in with my own spiritual resources, I've come to understand and accept that a person's story or journey in this world isn't intended to be necessarily smooth or linear. We all have drivers and higher purposes behind our personalities, and those will continue to attempt to express themselves with or without our permissions. Now, truly, there are opportunities for me right now that I've never had before. I can be creative in ways I never have, experience relationships anew, on and on. I think of a line from the movie, This is Spinal Tap. After the rock band Spinal Tap has completely fallen apart, a couple of the former members discuss their future opportunities. They talk about how others will envy them, and bass player Derek Smalls says enthusiastically, I envy us. Well, I envy us too. Okay, not really. In fact, it takes quite a bit of discipline for me to stay in balance, not look backwards, and find what could be interesting about where I'm headed. It's more spiritually pure because what coulda, woulda, shoulda is all in my head at this point. It's delusional, and it's a step backwards when I slip. I'll say this much. Our personalities, intellectual abilities, or opinions just can't be the fundamental truths about who we are. Consider somebody with dementia or an injury that radically alters who they seem to be. Who or what has been changed? What makes a person a person? I thought about this when I wrote this next poem, Feel Beautiful. I wrote this for a friend of my cousin's after my cousin told me that her friend was suffering badly from the onset of dementia. She was having a dreadful time dealing with her reality and accepting what was happening to her. So I asked myself, what would I want to say to someone who's losing their ability to remember, to think, to know themselves and others, who know that their personality is going to be altered, whether they like it or not? How could I speak to something that's real within them that might comfort them. Thus I wrote the following poem, Feel Beautiful. Feel beautiful in your heart. It's already there. Do you notice it? Like the sacred moment between notes when music expands into space. Thoughts and ideas shift like the wind. When they are gone, who really cares? But you can feel beautiful in your heart, in a place that never ends. Feel beautiful in your heart. None can give it, and none can take it away. Beneath oppressive weights and sorrows lies a smile in a forever sky. You are a little star in a vast constellation, the mist that kisses a mountainside. You are gliding across a field of lilies, and you can feel beautiful in your heart. This is not the time. A very hard thing for me to accept last year was that my life had a new dividing line drawn pre-cancer and post-cancer. My body wasn't the same. 
My viewpoint on life itself changed, and everybody treated me differently. Of course, I'm still me, but I was showing up in the world differently, and the world responded to me differently. What were the rules for the new me? What guidance should I abide by? I wrote the poem, This Is Not The Time, as a reflection for myself. This is not the time. This is not the time for bitter self-recrimination. Let those things be in the past. This is not the time for grudges and gossip. They are old recordings to be scoured away. No anger or shame, no sorrowful regrets of what should have been or won't be. You may wish to pursue these forever in your restless dreams, but this is not the time. Within the crumbling structure of the before you are the swirling Humpty Dumpty mirrors of somebody who you no longer are. You could frantically try to glue them back together, yet this is not the time. You are new in this moment. You are surely reborn, though your body be shaken and in pain. Step beyond the parts of yourself that no longer fit and welcome the gift of a new day. Feel for a moment the rolling of the seas, the clouds as they drift through the sky. The womb of the earth will surely embrace you, but only when it is time. This is not the time to live without living, to love without feeling it down through your toes. This is the time to be the new you and let yourself go where the wind blows. The Oasis This segment, The Oasis, is about a universal place of rest. All of us can withdraw into the oasis whenever we need to rest deeply from the stresses of life. In the oasis, you lay down your weapons, your defenses, your problems and worries, and you allow yourself to be embraced in and regenerated by a universal peace. The oasis is a place of surrender and release, and as you let things go, they drift away and are absorbed in the immeasurable vastness of your inner self. And now, we conclude this episode with the oasis. Softness in the heart, quiet in the mind. A fireplace pattern plays in front of your closed eyes, or might it be the reflected light on waves that roll on forever? Pristine and spotless, you remain aloof, you and you alone in your gentle seclusion. What sacred peace there is in being nothing at all, losing track of identity, meanings, and efforts. This, then, is the oasis, a place where all hearts and souls come to rest. Even the beasts, burdened and crippled through their sufferings, predator and prey, they bow their heads in mutual surrender. And you, your endless tears, a silver stream of sparkles illuminated by hidden light, flow from your eyes downward and downward further into a deep pool 
far, far away. Changing, churning, and coalescing, the pool reshapes and turns into a great expanding circle of brilliant pearls. A new galaxy, born and shaped by the sorrows, joys, hopes, and fears of the souls within the oasis. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Dying to be Famous. If you want to contact me, you can reach me at the email address dtbfrobert at gmail.com. That's dtbf, dying to be famous, Robert with no space, at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Be well. Thank you.